0: A game delay means a perfect time to fire up the trade machine. I've got a trade idea that I love, plus some listener ideas coming up here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are glad to have you in, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, today's episode of the Locked On Sabers podcast is presented by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply see, so apply. see Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're gonna fire up the trade machine today because we've got a game delay between Buffalo and Chicago. Was originally scheduled for Wednesday night, 30 on TNT. But that game has been postponed due to a very bad snowstorm that we have right now here in Western New York, and especially around the city, which, of course, is the biggest reason why um, this game was canceled. The Bills game getting postponed on Sunday. That storm hit Orchard Park. Wednesday storm hitting more the city and the areas right around it. So not a surprise to see that happen. I will say the one thing that I thought would keep the game there was it was nationally televised on TNT. And I didn't think TNT was going to want to have that happen. And I think it's probably true. Mark Polankars, the Erie County executive said that he and the county were pushing the NHL to postpone the game. So TNT then goes and gets Florida versus Detroit for TNT at 7.30 on Wednesday. So Sabres and Blackhawks now 7 o'clock on Thursday, and that game should be broadcast on MSG instead of TNT. So that's all the details of what we're looking at today, which means it's a great time to talk trade. My original plan for this show was three trade ideas, three hypothetical trade ideas that I would come up with, and then some ideas that you would come up with, the listener. I got to my first trade idea. And I loved it so much. I've started the more research that I did on this hypothetical trade idea. The more I fell in love with it. And the more I wanted to do one show committed solely to this player and this trade idea. Rasmus Anderson of the Calgary Flames. If you're not that familiar with the player, stay tuned for the second and third segment of today's show. Because I'm very excited to talk about Anderson. But. Before we get into that part of the show, some other things to get to. We already told you about the game being delayed, and the Sabres did have a practice. They did make their way down to KeyBank Center. They fought through the storm to have a morning skate. At that point in time, the, the game had not been delayed yet, of course. So we got a little bit of an update from practice, but also there was really nothing... That was any different from what we saw in the previous game. We still had Jordan Greenway at center. Another uh, experiment there. uh, Another game to see that experiment with Zach Benson and Eric Robinson. All the lines otherwise were the same. We also found out that Matias Samuelson, who was not on the ice, upper body injury, remains day to day. I'm guessing he would not have played Wednesday night. Maybe he'll play Thursday. He gets the extra day. I'm assuming that's what day-to-day means, right? So we will see. Uh, Granado, by the way, he said that the team had secured hotel rooms for the players at the Harbor Center Marriott so that no one had to drive home this afternoon. And that was funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but it kind of stinks, right? They, they went through all this planning to make sure they were going to be able to, to be there for the game. I imagine Chicago was staying nearby. So I bet they could have played the game But they couldn't have got fans there, at least the way the weather's been. It would have been real tough. It would have been dangerous. Um, There's driving bans all over the place. Um, So that's kind of how that laid out. And if you were wondering, last thing on this game being delayed, your ticket uh, for Wednesday, if you you didn't know, your ticket, you didn't assume, if you had a ticket for Wednesday... Um, you could use it for Thursday night. Uh, if you have any other questions, you know, uh, account services for the Sabres will be able to answer that for you, but you should be good to go. Other things that happened here on this Wednesday, former Buffalo Sabre, Tyler Ennis, announcing his retirement from professional hockey. Now you haven't seen him in the league in a couple of years. Not that long though. Uh, I had one buddy that was surprised to see, that he hadn't retired already. Uh, Ennis last played in the NHL 2021, 20, 22. So two years ago, and that was for the Ottawa senators. And you might remember that he scored a hat trick against the Sabres, uh, in his fight might, maybe his final game against Buffalo. Um, obviously long time Sabre. Uh, he had been he had been playing, uh, I believe overseas. Yeah. He played in the Swiss league. um, you know, if you're looking at some of his more recent expenditures, actually, maybe he really wasn't playing that much overseas. Now that I'm looking at it, um, Ennis, in terms of what he was, yeah, there we go, Mannheim Eagles. So he was playing in Germany this year, played seven games last year was in the Swiss League. Um, but before that, Ottawa and Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, Minnesota, he really became a journeyman. After his Sabre career, he got traded to the wild and that Jason Pominville reunion trade. Marco Scandella was involved in that trade. Ennis had gone back to Minnesota and only spent a year there. But really the thing to talk about here for me, one of my favorite Sabres to ever play, uh, to ever watch. I mean, he was one of my favorites. Uh, his style was so exciting. I mean, I'm a big Max Finneganoff fan. Why Why am I a big Max Finneganoff fan? Because Every time the guy touched the puck, something special could happen. He was, Finneganoff was super fast and had the hands on top of it. Ennis was super fast. Slick is one word that I would definitely use to describe him. Smooth and I would, actually not even really smooth. Jittery, right? It was like a jitterbug. You know, back, back and forth moves. His skating matched his stick handling in that way. You know, my buddies used to yell at me all the time playing hockey in in the last, you know, 10 years while Ennis was playing because I'd watch Ennis do a move in the, in the, in the NHL. And then I would try it because I just, I like trying different moves and Ennis always had this new one that you had never seen before um, or that you hadn't seen very often. The, The stick handling was to me, the number one thing about him. And, you know, he ended up playing eight years, For the Sabres, he was here longer than you might think because he made his debut in the division-winning season in 2009-2010. And remember that year, he showed up late in the season. His rookie year, nine points in ten games, and like, oh, this kid's a revelation. He sees for 150, soaking wet, super small, but nine points in ten games. All right, let's go to the playoffs with this guy. And he start, he played for them in the postseason against Boston at like 150 pounds. And in that series, he had four points in six games. One of the better offensive players for the Sabres played 17 minutes a night. And then the next year in the 2011 quarterfinals against, uh, against Philadelphia, he scores what ends up being amazingly the last Sabre playoff winning goal in overtime game five against the Flyers, and that actually ends up being Rick Jennerat's final playoff game-winning goal call. You want to be a hero? Tyler Ennis is a hero. You know, not one of the most famous RJ calls, but solid call, and solid rebound goal. We thought they were going to win that series after that goal, for sure, going back home to Buffalo. And then, he rattled off a solid career. He never became what I thought he could. I loved the player, and I probably loved him too much, uh, given what he was, but He, I really thought was going to be like a 70 point guy and he never topped 49, which is what he had in that first full season for the Sabres. Uh, big reason why injuries, right? He had a lot of concussion problems and he's, you know, not quite Tim Connolly for this, but he's on the list of what if, you know, a, what if he didn't have all those concussions, Tyler Ennis, I think he could have been a lot better, um, then he certainly was at the end because at the last two seasons uh, for the Sabres, once really Jack Eichel arrived and O'Reilly was there and he was more of a, a secondary score. He just didn't have it anymore. But again, a lot of that was concussion. Did a great job, though, to rebound and become a serviceable player in other spots. He had 16 goals in the 2019-20 season, splitting that between Ottawa and Edmonton. Uh, He had a decent season in Toronto before that. So he got a couple of years off there at the end, but never ended up being what we thought I thought he could have been. Uh, But love Tyler Ennis as a player. He reminded me of how long it's been since the playoffs have happened for this team. The Sabres have not made the playoffs. Tyler Ennis, that was year two for him. He went on to play 13 years of professional hockey, and they haven't been back since. So, inspired by Tyler Ennis' retirement, new segment, new regular feature here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, droughtology of the day. Uh, I got a fact that just comes from anything. It could be pop culture. It could be politics. It could be the world of sports. It could be the Sabres. Just a fact, a statement that just signifies how long it truly has been since the Buffalo Sabres were last in the postseason. So, okay, my first iteration of Droughtology of the Day. And we are going to stay in the world of sports. But we're going to go to the NBA for Droughtology of the Day. LeBron James had zero championships the last time the Sabres were in the playoffs. He had not yet won an NBA title. He's sitting now on four. He hadn't even won for the Miami Heat left yet. How long ago was that, that he was in Miami not winning championships? Won two there, then one for the Cavs. All of that Cavs-Warriors rivalry for five years, that hadn't happened yet. Then to the Lakers, I mean... So long ago that LeBron James had not yet won a championship. That's how long it's been since the Buffalo Sabres were last in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, Droughtology of the Day. We're going to have some fun with that. I got a good one already cooked up for tomorrow that I can't wait to, to read off. Um, so that, we'll get to that next time. When we come back, I love this trade idea. I can't believe how much this was just sitting out there. And he might be available. Probably not, but it's not inconceivable that he would be Rasmus Anderson. Let's talk about the Calgary flames defenseman. When we come back here on the locked on Sabres podcast, we are presented by sleeper. Go to the sleeper app and it's, You know, it's about the halfway point of the season. It's just a little bit past for the Sabres, and it's not going great in the standings, but you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Sleeper is our number one choice because with Sleeper you go in a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Check out what players uh, could win big this week. I like tage to score uh whether uh, thursday night against chicago i've really liked him to get going lately and it started to happen a little bit all you got to do is pick whether studs like tage or alex tuck or uh on other teams nathan mckinnon Sydney crosby alex ovechkin will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in a given game and to win a 100 times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats and then you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention, nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code locked on NHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast. Hey, if you're looking to get more on the NFL playoffs, then check out Locked on Sports Today here for your 24-7 covering the top sto- sports stories of the day. The first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. At local experts of Locked on, plus the national shows covering every league, go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay. Okay. My original idea was three hypothetical trade ideas. Fell in love with one. Before we get to that, very quickly... I want to give a shout-out to one listener on our text line, uh, joinsubtext.com slash uh, to who passed this idea along. The player, not this package. I kind of edited the package a little bit, but thanks to uh, the, the texter that, that texted in about Rasmus Anderson. And I want to get to some other ideas from the text line at the end of today's show, so stay tuned for that. But the Calgary Flames defenseman, Rasmus Anderson, He is not reportedly available, but we've talked about Calgary there. It's the I've never seen an impending blow up take this long, but I still think it is inevitable. There have been rumors about this potential blow up for the flames for about a year. And if you look at where they are in the standings, they are not meeting expectations for what their expectations are. They are a veteran team that decided with Huberto and Kadri and all these veteran contracts that they gave out and the fact that they have veterans coming up on expiring deals. They are in win now mode as much as anybody in the league. They're not as good as Vegas or Colorado or Florida or Boston, but They're in win-now mode because their entire roster build is constructed to be great right now. But they're not great. And maybe it'll take one losing streak for it to all crumble. Like, I do think it's always teetering right there. Right now, Calgary is two points out of a playoff spot. They're 16th in the NHL in goals. They're 16th in the NHL in goals allowed. They have an exact, even, zero goal differential. They are literally as average as it gets. They're 16th in, in goal scored, 16th in goals allowed, and they have an even goal differential. They couldn't be more average. So again, might take a losing streak. But if that happens and they do go fire sale, this is the guy for the Buffalo Sabres. This is the guy. If I'm Kevin Adams, I'm going hard after Rasmus Anderson. If you're not familiar with the player, 27 years old, he is a right shot defenseman. And that's important, right? There are not many right-shot defensemen that are typically available. This guy could be at some point. He was a second-round pick in the 2015 NHL draft. He's a Swedish player, uh, as you maybe could pick up by the first name, Rasmus Anderson. the Sabres have had. By the way, that's another reason it fits. The Sabres have to have all Rasmuses. Darlene, Asplund, Ristalinen. You're not allowed to be a Rasmus in the NHL without making your way to Buffalo at some point. Anderson, an offensive defenseman, That has good defensive zone skills as well. Just a well-balanced defenseman, if you ask me. To me, his best trait is his offensive game. But I do think he is a complete defenseman. The numbers on Anderson. I want to stick with the last three seasons. Which is really when he took off. He started becoming a minute eater. 22 minutes or more in each of the last three years. and each of the last two seasons, he's been over 24 minutes. He really is utilized by Calgary for the usage as their number one defenseman. As much as they have Noah Hannafin, Anderson is used a lot as their number one guy last year. So let's actually let's go two years ago, 2021, 22, 50 points in 82 games, four goals, 46 assists. The next year, a little bit of a flip for the offensive numbers. The assist came down, but the goals went up 11 goals, 38 assists for 49 points. This year so far, seven goals, 18 assists, 25 points. He's on pace for 50 points and 14 goals this year, playing over 24 minutes a night. He plays on the power play. He's currently playing on the second power play unit for Calgary. So if you want that as a a Sabre team that – Almost kind of has to put Owen Power on the second unit because there's really nobody else to do it. If Powers ever struggling, if Dalene's ever struggling, they don't really have a third option. It usually ends up being Henry Okiharu. This guy could end up being that answer for sure, or you just put him right there on the second unit. So, power play time, shorthanded minutes. Again, well-rounded defenseman. His game, and this is actually a lot easier to evaluate for me now. You know, I watch him enough to know a bit about his game. The new NHL edge site, which looks through all different types of movement stats, player tracking, whether it's skating speed, uh, top skating speed, speed bursts over 20 miles per hour, uh, shot shooting percentage, speed of the shot of its top speed shot every year. We have those numbers on all these guys now and looking at Rasmus Anderson a little bit in the last three seasons in that category, you see you're able to, to get a picture of what the player is. He is not a super fast player. He's not slow either, but if you look at his top skating speed and the amount of speed bursts over 20 miles per hour, he, this year, is just below the 50th percentile. Last year, he was in the 59th percentile for speed bursts and fifty one percentile for top skating speed. The year before that, he was in the 60s. So he's an average skater. I feel comfortable with those stats saying he's an average skater, plus the little bit I've watched of his game over the years. His shot, his shot is a hard one, but not necessarily that accurate. And I'm going to read into that by his shooting percentage combined with the speed. His top shot speed, this year, 99 miles per hour. Last year, 97 miles per hour. Two years ago, 98 miles per hour. Each year, he was above the 90th percentile for his top shooting speed, but he has a very low shooting percentage. He has a hard shot, but he doesn't necessarily score with it all that often. So that's a little bit of a picture of what you're looking for. What I see is a guy with very good hands for a defenseman, and I really like that. I see a, I see good transition um, instincts from Anderson, um, and I see a guy that is willing to throw the body. You know, almost a little bit like Darlene in that way, where Darlene's not known as a physical defenseman, but every once in a while, you're going to see him throw a monster check, and that's Anderson. Sometimes Anderson goes too far. He got suspended earlier in the year for hitting uh, Patrick Laine, so sometimes even he'll go a little too far. Uh, at least once, I know. It happened one time. But almost Dahlin in that way where you're going to see some physicality from him even if it's not the thing that he's known for. Oh, and I should have maybe mentioned this right off the top. Size, um, we're talking about an average size defenseman. Six foot one, 202 pounds. So that's a lot about the player. Why does the trade work? Anderson doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract until this coming July. And that matters because the Sabres are back, in my opinion, given where they are in the standings. They are likely, again, on everybody's no trade list. But this guy doesn't have a no trade list. So that's important because a lot of guys that come up, you can't talk about because uh, no movement clause. There's no way he's coming here. That is not the deal here with Rasmus Anderson. So that's a lot about the player. Oh, three-year contract. $4.5 million left on the contract. So this year and then two more years. So it's not somebody they have to pay right away and not a very high salary. So the contract works, the skill set works, and him being a right shot defenseman really works for what the Sabres could use in their lineup as right now, Yoki Haru back on the top pair right back to where they were three years ago. They haven't improved in that area. Anderson would absolutely give them the best right shot defenseman that they've had when we come back two things why Anderson work uh, Anderson trade works for the flames the package that I have I should say and why that works for the flames I think they'll I think they would be intrigued by what I would have to offer that's coming up here on the Locked on Sabers podcast we are presenting by ebay motors passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style eBay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay motors, you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Love Rasmus Anderson as an idea for the Sabres. Why might Calgary do it? And is there a package that is enticing to, to them to get that done well here's why if i could do my best to make a case for why he could become available i would start with his value will never be higher so you got to get the flames into a position where they're ready to go fire sale and they know because of you know, it, whether it's Noah Hannafin, upcoming as UFA, he tells them I don't want to stay. Chris Tanev, an upcoming UFA, tells them that I'm not re-signing here. Uh, whether it's Elias Lindholm, this is really the biggest name here. At center, tells them as an upcoming UFA, yeah, I don't really want to do this. Dylan Dubé is an upcoming RFA, can have the same conversation with them. A lot of these guys can do that. uh, Andrew Mangiapane, one year out uh, after next year, he's a UFA, can tell give them an indication, I don't want to stay. And if Calgary gets the message from enough of their players, and that seems to be what's happening there, that they don't want to stay long-term, then they go, all right, time to sell and trade pieces. They don't have a lot other than expiring contracts. Jonathan Huberto is untradeable because of his contract. Nazem Kadri is untradeable because of his contract. Maybe Jacob Markstrom is tradable, $6 million, two more years. Mackenzie Weger, I think untradeable because of how big his contract is. Anderson is to me, their most tradable asset. And he'll be 30 years old at the end of this three-year deal. Uh, the right, re- the three year remaining. So, now would be the time to do it if they get into that mode of selling. What Calgary should be looking for. Here's the package that I came up with. The f- original texter that brought this idea up had Casey Middlestat involved in the deal. Now, in terms of value, if this were a video game, I think you could plug Casey Middlestat in maybe even one for one with Rasmus Anderson, and it might work. Middlestad is younger. Middlestat is on pace for 70 points this year, and Middlestat does give Calgary some more ability down the middle to replace Elias Lindholm, assuming Lindholm is about to walk away. But here's why I don't think they'd be interested in Casey Middlestat. There's no way in my mind Casey Middlestat is signing there. He's an upcoming restricted free agent. He can tell a team I'm only signing a one-year deal and then I'm walking away. That's exactly what I think Middlestat would do. And I think Calgary would know that and they would tell the Sabres, what are we going to do with Casey Middlestat? He's not going to sign here. We're about to maybe go through a rebuild. Nobody wants to stay in Calgary right now. He's going to go back home to Minnesota before he stays here. So Calgary to me would not be interested in Casey Middlestat. Here's the package that I came up with with something that I think Calgary would be interested in. Um, and if you're watching on U- our YouTube channel, by the way, you can check us out there. This will you'll really know that I had three ideas originally because I've got this label as trade hypothetical number one. I'll get to those other two maybe in a later show. What I would give up to get Rasmus Anderson, what I would offer the Flames, I would start with Matthias Samuelson. Here's why. Left shot defenseman and the Sabres are good at left shot D for the future without Matthias Samuelson. Daleen power Ryan Johnson. They don't need it. And it's, I like the player. I like Samuelson. They just don't need him is the way I would put it. Plus he is having a bit of a down year and I'm beginning to question whether or not this assumption that, Oh, he'll just play with Rasmus Dahlin for the next eight years is actually going to happen. He's last check was on the third pair before he got this injury. So He's down a little bit, and maybe that hurts his value. But I think Samuelson for Anderson is a perfect flip. You're getting a better player, but he and he and he also plays the the side that you need more, and I, he's a more well rounded player. Samuelson is a good defensive player, but doesn't contribute a lot in the offensive zone. Anderson can can. Is like a 200 foot player, offensive zone, defensive zone, and neutral ice. He is an upgrade over Matias Samuelson. What Samuelson also gives the Flames that they would like is two things youth and control. And that is the biggest key here. Calgary needs players that are under contract, that, that can't walk away from them. And that's Matias Samuelson, who is under contract. Until the summer of 2030, 2030, I don't even know what to call it. I guess it would be 2030. Uh, It's so far in the future. $4.2 million, not a very expensive salary. In six years, that's going to be nothing. So at 23 years old, and with all that term left, Calgary would love that. Even though they would know they are getting a lesser player. They're getting more control. They're getting a little bit more future four years of age difference, and on top of that, I'm giving them Isaac, I'm offering them Isaac Roseanne and a second round pick. The second round pick is a throw in. Then you always see a throw in pick to trades like this, so I just put that in there. But Roseanne to me is the the prospect that I would start with, and to me is the most easily tradable because of the, of the guys you got. He's closer to NHL ready. I mean, just I'm going to take the Sabres cue for that because he got called up and he stayed longer than Yuri Kulik. He stayed over or he got called up over them keeping Matthew Savoy in the organization. Uh, Noah Oslin's a couple years out. We have had our prospects podcast. Um, Roseanne to me seems like the right prospect to try to deal right now. Um, and he's young, caught, controlled, you know, the love, all of that part of it for Calgary. Um, and he was a first round pick. So, despite the fact that he might be the Sabres like fifth or sixth most valuable prospect on a lot of teams, he might be the most valuable prospect. At least some teams he would Roseanne would be the most valuable prospect. So I'm going Samuelson Roseanne and a second round pick for Rasmus Anderson. I'm getting better on the blue line for the Sabres and I'm letting Calgary get two cost-controlled players that they're going to have a part of their future should they get into selling mode. Plus, I'm going to give them a, a, a little s- a sweetener in terms of a second-round pick. That's the offer that I would have. If you love it, if you hate it, if you think there's a reason why this doesn't work, then hit me up, subtextcom slash sabers to get in uh, and get in on the saber Lockdown Sabers text line, become a sortie, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Sabers. Plus, you always have the YouTube comment section available to you as well couple of other trade ideas from listeners that I wanted to mention here at the end of the show. We'll get connected with you uh, from our Locked on Sabres group chat. Let's go and start with an idea for uh, in Calgary. Chris Tanev, Connor Clifton. Victor Olofsson for Chris Tanev is an idea that one listener has. Uh, very quickly on that, Tanev is an older player, 34 years old. Um, he would be an upgrade for the Sabres, also a right shot defenseman. But I just don't, am not that excited by the player for a rental. And if the Sabres were closer in the standings, if they get closer in the standings, I might be a little bit more willing to do that. Plus, I don't think Calgary wants Connor Clifton. I don't know that anybody would want Connor Clifton right now. It's a bad contract. It doesn't matter for the Sabres because they're so far below the cap, but I don't think a lot of teams are looking. Oh, Connor Clifton at three years, 3.3 million and Olison, you know, maybe they would like Olsen for Tanev, uh, but I don't see a need for that trade on either side. I don't love it for either side yet. Yeah, maybe if we get close to the deadline, the Sabres are in it. Here's a bigger one. Noah Oslin, Matthew Savoy, and a second round pick for Jake Gensel. If he agrees to an extension, Okay, I'm interested. You caught my attention with Jake Gensel, who on the Athletics trade, bet board, trade bait board from last month uh, was in the top three. Uh, he's a great player, over a point per game. He's going to have 30 goals this year, again, for the third year in a row. Um, 20 minutes a night playing with Sidney Crosby. I do think he's a great player even outside of Sidney Crosby. Of course, that inflates his production. But biggest question here, you kind of said it, if he agrees to an extension. And I am not in a position to assume anybody would agree to an extension with the Sabres, unless they're willing to overpay. And in this case, what would overpaying Jake Gensel be? $10 million. Just the number that came to mind. $10 million. I bet he's an $8 million player. Go $2 million over that, and maybe he would sign with you. So, you like the idea of paying 29-year-old Jake Gensel seven years, $10 million per? Because I personally don't. I like the the idea is interesting. It's a great player. He would make them a lot better right now. He would really help their goal scoring problems this year. But I think that one's a a lot tougher to pull off than you might think. Last one. No, two more. Three prospects and some draft picks for Tom Wilson. Uh, You know, Tom Wilson, you know, there's always that fan out there that wants the biggest, toughest, meanest guy that they could get that also can play. Uh, Tom Wilson this year, 12 goals and 41 games he's on pace for another 20 goal season. He had a couple, uh, in recent years, but the age doesn't work for me. He's about to be 30 years old in a couple of weeks. Um, and you know, that's a lot to give up three prospects and some draft picks. I don't know what you mean, what level of prospect, if we get BC level prospects, then okay, I might be willing to do that. But to me, they already made this trade. Now they made a watered down version of it, but they traded for Jordan Greenway. I mean, that's that's what that's the same type of style. Greenway doesn't have the offensive numbers that Wilson does. He's not as good of a player, and he's not even as big and mean. Um, but that's the style Greenway is. You already did this uh, on a cheaper level. So I don't really have any appetite to see them go trade for Tom Wilson. But again, like nice idea. Interesting idea. And then finally, this one might be the most realistic. Olsson with salary retained and a mid-round pick to San Jose for Anthony Duclair. I don't think you need the salary retained but Olafson for Duclair just feels like the right trade. You get two guys that are struggling right now playing reduced roles that well Duclair's not playing as much of a reduced role but Olsen is. You flip-flop them, change the scenery and the Sharks get a mid-round pick on top of it, which just signifies that Duclair's having a better season than Olsson is. And then the Sharks can spin Olsson, try to get him going, play him top power play, play him on the first line because their team is so bad, and go get some value for Olsson at the deadline. The Sabres, meanwhile, get a better player. Duclair right now is a better player than Victor Olsson is. He's not great. He's got eight goals in 40 games. We're talking a 16-goal pace, 16-assist pace, so 30-plus points, not that great. but. He is only two years removed from a 30 goal season with Florida. So I kind of like that. It's a cheap move. It's a flip flop move, a change of scenery move The sharks still get a piece that they could sell at the deadline, which is all they care about. Um, and the Sabres get a play. They get to the move on from Victor Olison. And to me, that's, that's the best thing I like about this trade. I just don't think Olison has any future left here. I think Renato has proven that he doesn't trust him anymore. Um, Even on the power play, he's playing fourth-line minutes. Olsen wanted out in the summer, so you kind of appease him by doing that. You you get something that could go well. And, you know, if the Sabres continue to fall out of the race, then you could spin Duclair at the deadline for a second or a third-round pick. So I like this deal. I think that this is something that should happen. This should happen between Mike Greer and Kevin Adams. Thanks for the text. All right. How do you like these trades? You can let me know on that as well. Uh, But that's going to do it today for the Locked on Sabres podcast, a preview episode tomorrow now for the Chicago game. Uh, So we'll talk about that on Thursday. So thanks, everybody, for listening today on the Locked on Sabres podcast. If you want to jump into our text line, sign up at joinsubtex.com slash Locked on Sabres. Check out Locked on Sports today. 24-7, covering the top sports stories from the day. The first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. uh, Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks, everybody, for listening here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.